is the Pepsi that gets you stuff, like an acoustic guitar or even tickets to Dirks Bentley. Drink Pepsi, get stuff. You said it, Dirks. Pepsi Stuff Rewards Program subject to official rules at PepsiStuff.com. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 plus. All rewards subject to availability and may have limited quantities while supplies last. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to the Carter Volkswagen Studios. We want to congratulate Keith. I believe it was from the 425 for winning a $20 gift certificate to the Other Coast Cafe for his very cool hot dog related tweet about what's the craziest thing LeVar Ball will say next. And uh, LeVar may actually steal that when it was so good. So congratulations to Keith. That's very cool. Uh, joining us now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline is Gary Hill of the Mariners broadcast team. Gary, thanks so much for being with us. Anytime. Great to talk to you, Terry. Great to be here. You know, uh, we did this thing today about how every time the Mariners lose a game, which is rare these days, you get these doubters coming out of the woodwork. Like I just got new ones here on the text line. We asked them, what are things people typically say? The Mariners are still the Mariners. They will screw up the season somehow. The Mariners are not good enough to win a one-game playoff, but it'll be fun to watch, though. The Mariners are not really a playoff team. You know, on and on and on. I mean, what, what, what does it take for people to believe and understand that this team is really good? I don't know. I mean, to me, it just takes looking at the standings at this point because, I mean, 55 and 32 at this point, a game and a half behind Houston, fourth best record in the big leagues. And probably the best part of it all is Oakland and Los Angeles. The pressure is really put on everyone behind the Mariners to try and get that final playoff spot. And the, the Mariners are right there for the division, too. I mean, I don't think. Coming into the All-Star break, many people would have predicted the Mariners would have the fourth-best record. They can stay in the hunt for the West. Houston, obviously, a great ball club, uh, defending World Series champions, really good. But if the Mariners can hang around, people didn't expect them to get this far. Maybe they can pick off the division. But, hey, you look at the standings, everything's doing fantastic. I get it. It's tough to lose a game like last night. You get used to winning. You've won eight in a row. And to me, they've changed the mindset, too. I know when I watched that game unfold last night, and I, I don't think I'm alone in this, I felt like, hey, the Mariners are going to find a way to get this done. Oh, yeah. We've seen it so many times this year. I thought it was going to happen again last night, although you can't get them all, as it turns out. Well, that's kind of the problem. We've done it so many times this year, you always yeah. expect them to come back. I mean, I thought there was a play uh, in the middle of the game where Pujols tagged up from first and got thrown out at second with the ball was thrown to the plate to Herman, then Herman threw him out at second. And at that time, Curtis Crabtree and I talked to each other and said, you know what, that may be the difference in the game, that mistake, because the next guy up, hit a fly ball to center field that would have tagged up, that would have been a sacrifice fly and scored another run. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, that was a really stupid mistake at the time. And they're down three runs, but I'm thinking, Curtis and I are thinking, you know, that was stupid. That may be the difference in the game and the Mariners being able to come back. It wasn't, but that's a good thing that you think that way about them now because they, you just don't ever feel like they're out of a game. Absolutely. And most importantly, they don't feel that way either. You talk to a uh, Every guy in the clubhouse, they feel like they're going to win every single ball game, no matter what has happened, you know, in the first inning, second inning, whatever, how many runs they're down. You talk to them all, they have a level of confidence. It's one of those things in sports that it's hard to quantify. I mean, we like to quantify everything in baseball with numbers and stats and everything, but that team belief, whatever it is, that intangible, uh, intangible, the Mariners have it. 
I mean, to a man, they believe they're going to win every time they go out. And we've seen it play out so many different times this year, whether it's one-run games or big comebacks or whatever. And it's it's been awfully fun to watch. I mean, the winning has been great. The way they've done it has been spectacular and so entertaining. You know, and that's true what you say. And to me, that's a big deal. You know, we talk all the time about chemistry and, you know, maybe that's overplayed. But it means a lot. This team just has something that makes them gel together. And even Denard Spann, since he's been here, you know, he's said several times, you know, this team is special. These guys, there's no clicks here. Everybody gets along. Everybody likes each other. Everyone believes in each other. He said, you know, he's played on 11 teams. And he said, yeah. this team is special. And I can feel it. I'm so glad to be a part of it. They, they just have this camaraderie between them that you can't, like you say, you can't quantify it, but it's there and it, and it makes, it makes a difference. And the word that, uh, that gets used all the time with this team is fun. I mean, they're yeah. fun to watch. They have fun playing with each other. You can see it. I mean, all it takes is to watch the dugout while things are going on and the celebration of D. Gordon's running around high-fiving everybody. I mean, they're just fun. They're a fun team, the way they go about it. They're fun to be around. It's an infectious to watch, too. It's great. D. Gordon, maybe more than anyone else, is just such a fire for this team. The guy is just, he's just so on an emotional high all the time. You know, whenever somebody gets a big hit, like you say, he runs around the dugout. He's just always doing fun stuff and crazy stuff. He was talking about, we were talking to Scott about this yesterday, about how Scott was giving him a hard time about he couldn't get that 300th steal. And he said, yeah, Skipper, give me a hard time about that. So I finally got it, got it off my shoulder. And, you know, you're right. But he, more than anybody, to me, exemplifies what this team is, that they're just a yeah. group of guys that they never get down. Uh, you know, there's not a, they're not arguing with each other in the dugout or in the clubhouse. They really get along, and he, more than anyone, is that spark to me that exemplifies who they are. Which, in baseball, I think is more important than any other sport because of the grind of it. I mean, yeah. you are in this every single day and to have an energy guy like that can pick a team up completely and we've seen that so many times with D Gordon and I mean talk about a team first guy you know coming to the team playing center field for the first time in the middle of the season move back to second base and he's like yeah whatever it takes whatever for the team we've seen it so many times this year the energy guy, the team guy, and whenever he's on base, it's so much fun to watch because he, he causes so many problems. He just makes things happen. It's a, it's a blast, yeah, and you know, and we talk about that about you know this team has that chemistry and all that, and they're they just gel well together. But statistically, this is a really good baseball team. I was just talking yeah. about this with Jackson. Okay, Houston's number two in hitting, number one in pitching, number one in fielding. But Seattle is number three in hitting, number five in pitching, and number four in fielding. You know, it's not a fluke. You know, these guys are these guys are actually statistically a very good baseball team. So no, absolutely, yeah. yeah this is a very well-rounded team. Uh, you look at the rotation; the third most innings out of any rotation in base in, yeah. in baseball, and the only two ahead of them are Cleveland and Houston. The bullpen's been phenomenal, especially Diaz, who's had an out of the world season here in the first half historical with what he's been doing especially in one-run games and closing all those down the offense can beat you in a number of different ways we've seen him do it with the long ball we've seen him do it with speed at the top and and defense which i don't think we talk about enough i think their defense has been outstanding this year you look at mitch hanniger according to defensive run saves he's been the best right fielder in baseball and he can play center field at times too uh the left side's been great 
uh, Seeger's having another gold glove caliber season. Segura's playing his best shortstop since he's been here. Zanino is outstanding, according to the numbers. Defense has been a big part of this thing, especially when you look at the rotation. Really, Paxton is the only strikeout guy. They have a lot of pitch-to-contact guys into the rotation, Mm -hmm. and that's been huge for this rotation to have the defense behind them. They've been exceptional. I mean, Hanniger yesterday had two really hard hits on the foul line wall that he was trying to make catches on, and he was going for it. I mean, the first one down the foul line uh, up towards the first baseline where he almost went in the stands and hit his hip pretty hard. Then the second one on the ball that he would have caught, but the ball just hit the wall before he could get his glove under it. And he made a long run to get to that ball. He's all out on every play. You know, he's tied for the league lead in assist. He... (laughs) What a gun that guy has. And uh, it's just, it really is. They played exceptional defense along the way. And what you need to do with, like you say, with a lot of pitchers that are pitching to contact rather than just strikeout pitchers. So it's it's phenomenal to watch. It really is. No, it really is. And you mentioned Hanniger. I was thinking about this the other day, trying to think of who my first half MVP is. And I think if you asked seven people, you'd probably get seven different answers. But and maybe Mitch Hanniger, with everything he's done in the first half, not only defensively but offensively, been a, a rock for this lineup throughout the course of the season. He's only missed one game in the first half, especially when the Mariners went through some injury situations early on in the season. He has been so good for this team this season, playing at an all-star caliber level, and I hope he makes the all-star team. That'd be phenomenal. I really do, too. He certainly deserves it. 62 RBIs. He, he should be on the all-star team. And, and like I said, eight out- outfield assists. You know, the guy, and then they have these guys who like Seager. Seager's got to be <laughs> the most productive 239 hitter in the league. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got 53 RBIs and 16 home runs. So, you know, it's it's a li- his average is a little misleading, and it has gone up lately, and I think it'll continue to go up. But the guy had a big home run yesterday, the back-to-back homers by he and Healy. Uh, he's, he had another RBI. He's got 53 RBIs, I think, now. I mean, he's on pace for almost 100 RBIs. So that says a lot about you don't just look at a guy's batting average. Look at how productive he is. And in his case, of course, what pheno- talk about phenomenal defense. I mean, he's been a gold glover over there again. Yeah, you make a great point, because I know Seager's been taking a lot of criticism here in the first half, but really it's been all about the batting average, because you look at everything else, and he's been outstanding. He leads the team in extra base hits. He's driving in runs, and you mentioned his defense. Now, if it wasn't for Chapman with the A's, he would be the leader in the clubhouse for gold glove at third base. He may not win it again this year, but he's playing at that level. He's probably better this year than the year he won the Gold Glove, and that's saying a lot. He has been a big part of what the Mariners have done so far this season. And as you point out, his average is going up. We'll see how high it goes. It's tough for him now, being a left-handed pole guy, because the shifts are so prevalent compared to even where they were a few years ago. I mean, he's being shifted on just about 80% of the time, and just three years ago, it was like 30%. So, think about that in terms of difference in batting average we may not see a rise to where it's been in the past but he has been really productive and I think you give him a lot of credit too because you know with all the shifts everywhere we've seen some left-handed hitters really get hurt I mean Davis and Baltimore Calhoun with the Angels who we're watching right uh, now in this series they've really been devastated by the shift and Seager has still found a way to be productive through it and it's not easy right now for left-handed pole guys 
You know, Scott Service brought up a point to us the other day saying people need to realize that the median batting average in baseball now is 245. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like too. 257 or something like that. So you have to realize batting averages have gone down because of the shifts and because, you know, people with launch angles and trying to hit home runs and all that kind of stuff. But so while it seems lower, it's it's not that much lower than the fact that all the league is lower because of the difference in the game. So there's that factor as well. And then the one guy that I know they would like to see his average go up, and that's that's Mike Zanino. But I found yesterday's game interesting, Gary, because before the game, Scott Service talked about, you know, he went out and did some extra batting work before the game. We all saw it. He was doing a lot of uh, different things to try and work on his swing. And and Scott Service told us before the game, you know, he's just trying to find his stroke. He says he's he needs to be a little bit more consistent. And the biggest thing is, is he's just swinging at balls, you know, that aren't strikes. He said he's been mm-hmm. chasing some pitches. So what happens he comes in as a pitch hitter in that game, and what does he do? He walks to load the bases with nobody out. So, And then his next time up, he got a base hit. So, you know, it, it's like they really are doing things, doing more things than statistically you realize. And he's, I think he's second in the league for catchers in the number of home runs he's hit. So while certainly they want his average to be up higher than it is uh, now and hope he can get it to back to something what it was in the second half of last season – He's working on it, and he's still doing things to help the club win. Absolutely. He he is doing a ton. You talk to any pitcher he works with, and they rave about working with Mike Zanino, his preparation for every game, working with him, his adjustments during the ball game. I think Zanino gets a lot of credit for how well the staff has pitched as a whole, whether you're talking about starters or relievers. I mean, he is as prepared for anyone. You look at defensive runs saved. He's one of the best catchers in the big leagues. He's been phenomenal behind home plate. And, you know, I am so bummed. The injury I think was so bummed about the most coming into the season was Mike Zanino right before the season. Because right. in spring training, he was in a groove heading into the year. He looked great. You know, he can, ends up with the injury, misses the first few weeks, and we really haven't seen him get into that groove yet. Hopefully it's coming. He gives you so much else that, especially when the rest of the lineup's clicking, you can definitely deal with the batting average because power comes with it. But I think it will rise, and I think that groove is coming at some point. You know, if I had to describe him in one word, it would be toughness. I mean, I've yeah. seen that guy take some foul balls off his elbow <laughs> and, and shin and everywhere else that a lot of guys would have literally left the game, and he doesn't even flinch. I mean, what was it a couple of weeks ago where he took the, took the, the foul ball off his uh, face mask, and that was a shot. I mean, really a shot that would have, I think, knocked out most people. And the guy stayed in the game. He is just so tough. And I think that gains a lot of respect from his teammates, his unbelievable toughness. And I know Paxson has told me, he says, look, I I just wait for Z to put down the number, and that's what I'm doing (laughs) because it's working. So, uh, you know, he really knows the staff. and, And especially this is a staff where, you don't have all those fireballers. You have guys that you know right. have to throw pitches and make pitches inside, outside. You know, really work the strike zone, and he seems to have done a really great job with helping those guys do that with LeBlanc and and Leak and and all and Gonzalez, all those guys. Now that's a great point because Paxton's really the one guy in the rotation that he can say, "Here, hit this." You know, and really go after guys. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the rotation, they really have to work the corners. It, they really have to think through the game plan. And 
Well, it was a Gonzalez's complete game the other day. Well, he shook Zanino one time. I mean, to your point. Yeah, the guy didn't even have the a three-ball count. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. I know. It's, it's, it's incredible. And your toughness, your point about the toughness, I don't know how I don't know how he does it. I know. I mean, yeah, bumps and bruises, just sore playing every day. It, it's catching I mean, at a big league level. I'd be in intensive care brutal. with somebody. No, I know. I want no part of that. <laughs> He's not even. He doesn't even flinch. I mean, the I guy, the guy literally could play outside linebacker for the Seahawks. I think it's just amazing. So yeah, there's you know they. If the point of it is is that you can't just go by one stat on a guy. You have to realize all the other things he does well to help the team win. And basically, every guy they have out there is doing things to help the team win in one way or another. Basically, almost everyone that plays on a regular basis is doing that for them. So it's been amazing. And, of course, no one – we have we can't end the segment without talking about uh, you know uh, sugar. <laughs> We've got to talk yeah. about Eddie Diaz. I mean – I've covered baseball teams, Gary, for a lot of years. I covered baseball for a lot of years in Houston for the Houston Chronicle. I have never seen anything like Eddie Diaz has done in the first half of this season as a closer. It's just, it's it's beyond belief. It really is. I mean, I marvel at it. He he has been so dominant this year, and to be put in so many one game situations and. You know, he's blown two. The Mariners ended up getting the wins in those two. So right. twenty-two and zero when he gets handed a one-run lead, it's phenomenal. The odds I mean, of that have got to be like third. I think I have a better chance of getting hit by a falling star than having. I know, man, it's incredible. I mean, forty punch outs and twenty-two innings of work in that situation, just two runs allowed. That is something special and should not be taken for granted. If you just dropped kind of an average closer in that scenario, all those one-run games. I mean, they're going to blow five, six, seven, just because, you know, anything can happen. One swing of the bat, an error here or there or whatever. But yeah. the way he's been able to put these games away, man, it has been so much fun to watch. He has been fantastic. And All-star for sure. No oh question gosh, about no that. No question about it. So how many do you think they will get? I mean, Diaz is no question an All-star. I would think Paxton is. Uh, and then Segura, I, I would hope. Then you've got the other two, and that's Hanniger, and I, I think uh, D. Gordon deserves it, although I doubt he will make it. Well, how many do you think they'll end up with? So this is a great question. Uh, Diaz for sure. The rest, it's going to be tough because of the you know, the rules. So each team has to have one guy, and then some of the other positions make it really tough. Like Gene Segura is having a great season, all-star worthy, but you look at shortstops in the American League this yeah. year, it is ridiculous. There are great seasons all over the place, whether you're talking Lindor or Machado or um, Escobar from the Twins is yeah. second in extra base hits in the American League. Simmons, I mean, that's a long list. That's not going to be easy to crack. Paxton, you would think, is a shoo-in, but you start to look at the landscape and what is happening in the American League. I and know. There's a lot of good years by starters in the American League. Like, I think he deserves it. I hope he makes it. But you start to go down the list of Sale and Cole and Bauer and Verlander and Severino and Morton and Snell and Kluber. Yeah. There's a ton of good guys. And then Hanniger's in the mix, too, in terms of outfielders. I think all three, Paxton, Segura, and Hanniger, have a chance. I don't know, though. At this point, I can't say for sure outside of Diaz how many they're going to get. It's it's going to be tough. And, of course, 
you know, when you get closer, especially with pitchers, if they're pitching that last day, they yeah, won't be in there. Right. So I, I've got a good feeling Paxton's going to make it, but we'll see. We'll and, see. you know, if they don't, maybe that's something they can use as incentive going into the second half of the season. You know, a little chip on their shoulder wouldn't hurt, I guess. So it, it'll be fun to see. Gary, thanks so much for coming on. Great insight, as always. We really appreciate it. And go out there and win that series tonight against the Angels and uh, before Colorado comes to town. Sounds good. Should be fun. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. You bet. You, Gary sir. Hill with the Mariners broadcast team join us. Uh, great stuff. One more segment to go here on my show today on Sports Radio 950 KJR.